Hello, Facebook. This is Robert Vargas III and Christy Villanueva. We are live on Plática Política right here on Facebook and on KEDA Radio Jalapeno 99.9 FM and 1540 AM. You're going to have to bear with us this morning. We're trying a new platform in studio. <laughs> Virtual troubles, you know, that's everybody's Virtual problem. Virtual troubles, Lord <laughs> Jesus. We hope everybody's having a great weekend here in San Antonio. If you haven't done so, go on Facebook and uh, that knows a like. Or and a share. And a share, there you Don't go. We're going to get that. We're going to get that going. <laughs> How was your week, Christy? It was good. It was good. Still going, you know, still powering through it. Lots of great things in the news. I mean, my goodness. There is so much going on in San Antonio. There is. We got a lot of cheese bit going on. Uh, that we're going to cover today. <clears throat> With us is going to be Judge Artiaga here in just a few moments. I'll be interviewing her. And then we've got a candidate, excuse me, for Atascosa County Sheriff. With us today, uh, we're going to be talking to him. He's running for sheriff down in Atascosa. That's got to be that's got to be a dogfight down there. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> uh, and I know it firsthand. I live. Oh, there that's in, right. I live there in Poteet, so I know exactly. That's right. You're not come. a Vargas or a Perez, are you? Because you're my cousin. If yeah. you are by, by marriage only. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We'll be right back with Judge Antonia Artiaga. Stay tuned with us. How's it going today, Judge Artiaga? Hey, it's a beautiful day. How are you, Robert? It is a gorgeous day in San Antonio. Thank you so much for agreeing to interview with us today. We're trying a brand new platform, StreamYard, which is uh, interesting and kind of uncomfortable because I'm used to something else. <laughs> <laughs> you should try Zoom. I, you know, I, I, I'll tell you. So, Judge, how are you doing today? Um, like I said, I'm happy, healthy, and safe, and um, excited about our new uh, virtual Zoom trial. So I'm doing all right. I'm doing tell really me, well. How is that working out with you now? Uh, well, we just announced um, it to the public yesterday. We've gotten some really positive feedback. Uh, in fact, when my team, uh, our team, um, Judge Baker, uh, Judge Chapa, Alvarez, Jimenez, and Alvarado, um, uh, yesterday we had a meeting, and in the middle of that meeting, one of the reporters called and asked us more information, and um, that was one of many inquiries, and so we've got some positive feedback, and we're super excited to do the first ever Bear County 100% uh, jury trial. Oh, wow. Trial Is Austin. it going to be virtual? From Bordire to Verdict, yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't imagine how stressful that might be for you. <laughs> You know, it, I don't know about stressful. Exciting is more is probably the, a better adjective. Exciting, yes. And uh, tell me, you've been doing some different things to the court. You've got some projects that you're working on. Share that with us. Um, well, I have the the Zoom virtual trial is the biggest thing. Um, okay. Aside from that, I'm also the chair of our, um, our security committee um, based on um, the statutory law, the otherwise known as the Julie Kasurik law. Okay. And so uh, I'm chair of that, and we're looking more at security. We've always been, um, but now with some of the latest news, uh, more so. Okay. Um, I also have a different project called Do the Right Thing, the National Campaign okay. to Stop Violence. And, Tell us uh, about that. It's a, it's a violence prevention program focused on middle school uh, students before they get to high school where we think sometimes the violence can erupt. And it's a national program, been around for about 25 years. I've been the chair here in Bear County, six, maybe seven, 
maybe six years. And oh, wow. every year we get to take two of our Bear County students to Washington, D.C. to experience the once in a lifetime event with students from all over the country. Um, they get to uh, take their winning essays and walk them into the Library of Congress and forever they become published authors. They get to uh, read excerpts at the United States Supreme Court. That's amazing. Uh, right in front of the red curtain itself. Wow, that is pretty phenomenal. Judge, how long have you been in office? Uh, since I was elected in 2008, so. Um, you came in with Obama. <laughs> I, I did. That's excellent. And how is that experience, you know, to being, you know, the woman with the robe with the gavel in her hand, has that, how has that forged your path? You, you know, uh, it was so different. Uh, I began with the uh, amazing, uh, walked in the footsteps of uh, some amazing judges like uh, Andy Mirales and wow. uh, um, Martha Tanner. They were all on the bench when I was on the bench, virtual men, Payton. Um, and it's been quite a experience. And now it's a different world. Now we've got, uh, instead of the Mirales and the uh, Tanners, we have the um, Canaleses and the Alvarados and the Jimenezes. And it's, and it's a different kind of uh, court. It's uh, evolving and I'm thankful for it. Um, all of my judges um, are very much grounded in our virtual world and can navigate through it. And that helps us today uh, now more than ever. It's been, it's been like night and day from 2008 to, to 2020. It's just a, a very different world now. So what should someone that's got to go to trial or getting ready to go to, for, go to court, what would you, how should they prep themselves or what's, what's something they need to keep in mind when they're going before you? Um, not to uh, be anxious. Uh, they get to be in their own, sit in their own home uh, while sitting in a jury. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> We're hoping so. So all those times when somebody would be waiting on the attorneys to confer and they're you have a <laughs> Yeah, they don't have to do that any longer. They can, they can be at home. Now they still have to be focused and uh, it's a different kind of isolation. We can't have anybody on their elliptical or cooking. Sure. Or they need to be focused on the matters at hand, but we think that it'll allow those who maybe didn't want to serve before, uh, whether you're 70 years or older and you still want to serve, if you're disabled, mm -hmm. if uh, mm -hmm. you don't want to pay the parking fee or deal with downtown traffic, all That's of the those parking things. Fee. That parking fee is the one that annoys most people, I think, about <laughs> having all, to serve on jury trials. All of those issues are now um, gone and you get to do it virtually. I think the number one thing I'd ask everyone to remember that even though it may be new, maybe you've never had an iPad or a computer, um, it, this will be an opportunity for them to um, be involved in the technology. And most everyone that we've come across has someone in their world that can help them with the technology. And if they don't, we've provided assistance through Bibliotech. Okay. Um, and so they can also offer them assistance with the technology side, uh, even offer hotspots if they don't have internet. We wanna be sure that cross sections all over San Antonio, regardless of what north side, south side, east side, west side, we want everyone included. Absolutely. So I have to ask, what's the one thing you would tell every attorney coming into your courtroom before they come in, whether it's your pet peeve or something they need to do better? What's the one thing you would tell them? <laughs> um, no matter what 
the rules have not changed. The key to success, there's three of them. I bet you know sure. them, Robert. The first one is preparation. Yeah. The second is preparation. And the third, in fact, is also preparation. Nothing's changed. It's just virtually. Be sure you yeah. become prepared and that you are intimately familiar with Zoom because you are uh, the captain of your virtual ship and it goes as smoothly as you can maneuver it. So uh, get in touch with Zoom. And I offered this way back when we started in March. Any attorney who wanted to practice to Zoom with me and we would oh, practice excellent. we would practice everything they need to. And there have been many a times when folks would let me know, Judge, this is my very first time. And I'm super excited to be there with them because this is a different time. It can be a time of great anxiety of course. and panic and concern, or it can you be- You throw in technology in the midst of that, and no, I can imagine no. how stressful but that is. the technology is. helps us not sure. be so anxious and help us stay connected, and it's actually a positive. And, um, and I think Zoom will be that because it'll allow people to help. Every time people come to jury duty, I, I, I remind them, someone has been waiting for you for years. This is their day in court. Absolutely. We've been waiting for you. And on August 19th, I can't, I'm so excited to see which of our Bear County citizens gets to be make history with us and be the first. I'd volunteer, but I've been called to jury twice, jury duty twice, and both times I've been rejected. <laughs> you know, I've been in jury duty three times since I was a judge. That's so three times in 12 years. That's oh about right. Goodness. And I don't know why they won't choose me. <laughs> Maybe it's because they know how you practice. <laughs> so, Judge, I, I, ask, I ask everybody the same question. What's your favorite breakfast taco? What does Judge mm -hmm. have to have when she's prepping for the bench? My favorite breakfast taco would have to be papitas and eggs. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> See, I have throw some bacon in there and we're good to go. <laughs> your Honor, I, have, uh, I just want to give you an opportunity to tell us you're, you're up for re-election. I know that's getting ready to come. What is it that, uh, why should people vote for you? Well, um, because I'm unopposed. Oh, oh I didn't realize that. <laughs> I I am, oh, that's pretty phenomenal. You don't have a Republican opponent. No Republican opponent. There's no Republican oh my goodness. opponent. Girl, and, you uh, must, ma'am, you must be that. She can't call you girl. I can't call a judge that. <laughs> you must be I'm, that fabulous. <laughs> I turned 50 this year, Robert. So I'll oh, take wow. girl. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the, the real reason that they should vote is because um, I have the experience. I've been doing this um, actually since my daughter was a year old and she turned 15. Oh my God, she did. She turned 15 in March, right when the pandemic began. And uh, so I've got the experience, but more than anything, the passion and heart I have for this um, position doesn't go away, whether it's inside the courthouse or outside the courthouse. Um, I love working in our community and um, I am old school, but not too old. And so <laughs> I've got plenty of years ahead of me and I'd like to continue working for the citizens of Bear County. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the work that you do. You know, I love the fact that you're always out of the community and I love following you on Facebook. What's your Facebook page? Do you know the URL for it? Um, I am at, uh, I don't actually, actually but it's uh, no, keep, keep right. Judge Artiaga. Okay. Judge Artiaga uh, is there, and our website is um, judgeartiaga.com. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. So we got the Facebook page up. So if you follow us on Facebook, and not, not just listen to the radio, but following us on Facebook, you can see Judge Artiaga's Facebook. I say follow her. She posts fabulous pictures. You've got to, you definitely give us an inside look as to what's going on in the Bear County Courthouse. Thank you for your time, Your Honor. You have a great 
rest of your weekend, okay? And Robert, thank you so much. And just a reminder, everyone, you get to serve safely. So when you get your jury summons, we are so excited to see you on uh, August 19th. Thank you, Robert. Bye. Have a great day, Your Honor. Thank you. Bye. We are back on Platica Politica. I want to thank everybody for being here today. Listen, we are just having a great, great time in San Antonio trying to make sure that we are, you know, practicing social distancing while still going on the air. So this has been a fun time. We're going to get Christy back over here and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Good morning, San Antonio. You're listening to Platica Politica live on KEDA Radio Jalapeno and on Facebook. We're having a good morning. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Estamos en, en todos lugares menos en visa. Are you trying to make it? Hey, Facebook, for those of you that are watching us live, I want to thank you all for tuning in. We're going through some uh, using a different platform off of Facebook Live and onto Streamline which has been a new experience, so that's pretty cool. Constable Luna, how are you doing? I'm doing great today, thank you. Good, you're from Atascosa County. Atascosa County, I live in the city of Charlotte, Texas. Yes. Where's Charlotte? It's just gonna be south of San Antonio. I was like, if I'm going to Poteet. If you're going to Poteet, you go down into Jurgenton and take Highway 97 West, and it's 11 miles from uh, Jurgenton, Texas. And it's actually a very pleasant drive to Charlotte. It's a really nice, area. Yes. Very nice area. So I was sharing with uh, folks, or with Chrissy, uh, that. My family's from Poteet. So if you're a Vargas or Fedes, you're probably one of my cousins. <laughs> and we would always drive to Poteet on the weekends and I would see the big strawberry. And I would see it was just my heart's desire, it still kind of secretly is, to climb up there and eat that strawberry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you might get in a little trouble. <laughs> I'm gonna be the lunatic trying to eat a strawberry. <laughs> constable, you've been you were a constable for how many years? Thirty years. Wow, you were a constable for 30 years. Yes, 29 plus, it was right at 30. Wow, wow, well, that must have been an interesting experience. It was very interesting. I loved every, every minute of it. So law enforcement in rural Texas is probably a little different than an SAPD officer on the beat. That, that is correct. It's, it's, it is a different ballgame. What kind of work did you guys do? Uh, uh, what kind of law enforcement or what are some of the bigger issues that you were facing in Atascosa County? Well, the primary job that we had, the description that we have, was to serve papers out of our safety Civil process. And uh, civil process, of course, and be the bailer for the court. Uh, but my department would go out and work traffic. Well, uh, we started there at the very end. We started working uh, a minor accident to relieve the relieve DPS from, from all the, the work they have. So I enjoyed it. All my deputies were, were certified to, to work minor accidents, and uh, I loved it. And we answered disturbance calls, uh, whatever came our way. Yeah, and I think in the rural community, only because I've experienced sure. it myself. She's a farm girl. Don't let her, don't let her believe she's a farm girl. Some of those accidents could be at a higher level because they involve large cattle, trucks, cattle, right. large trucks, yeah. farming equipment. Yes, I mean, so it's it's a different sort of intensity that you're seeing out there. It, it was, let me just rephrase a little bit. On the, on the accidents, we would work minor accidents, sure. such as like passenger vehicles, uh, no 18-wheelers, because that takes a lot, and DPS That's is very well-trained sure. on what they do, and I give them a lot of credit. But uh, we were just trying to help them out with doing the minor stuff, uh, fender benders, uh, two-vehicle accidents, uh, animal, you know, but you also mentioned going out and just connecting with the community, just to say hello, let them know that you were here, you were there in the community to serve. Um, I think 
tell us a little bit about your leadership related to that and how you help support your deputies to go talk to people. Well, uh, about four years ago, uh, the county commissioners and our county judge allowed us to have reserve deputies, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. that, that really helped us or helped me because uh, I was having to do it all at one time. And when I started hiring these deputies, it was just great because they were all patrolling, uh, helping me with the civil process. Uh, I, we, we would train them before we would let them out on their own. Uh, and I would, out, you know, I would go out there and ride with them because yeah. I wanted to be a leader and I wanted them to know that me as a department head was there with them, not just to judge them with what they were doing, but to guide them and, and make them feel comfortable uh, that their boss would, would ride with them. That support is necessary. And they loved it. And, and like I said, we would be out patrolling and we would see somebody that we would know. And I would, you know, we would pull up to them and, and visit with them and let them know that we were there and, and taking care of them every step of the way. Yeah. And every neighbor appreciates that. Everybody. No, absolutely. I, I've gotten to hang out with Sheriff Salazar and he's a regular on our show. He just shows up. He doesn't, doesn't ask. He just shows up. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're the cop, the biggest cop in town, you're not, you're going to kind of do that, I guess. <laughs> you have the ability. You can. You can. Now, and so why is it that you're making the jump from constable to sheriff? Well, you know, <clears throat> 30 years of constable, I, uh, I think I've exceeded everything that I could do at that point. And in order for me to move on to, to do bigger things, the only way was to, uh, run for sheriff absolutely so what are some of the issues that you're seeing in atascosa county when you're sheriff what are you going to fix well i mean you know <clears throat> we wish we all wish we could fix the drug issues and stuff yeah like that, sure, but, you know, sure. that's impossible and that i think that'll never we might not cure it 100 percent, but we put a dent on it and, and i want to make sure that we get out there and and, and try to to fix the, the drug issues and uh put a fresh set of eyes out there and and let's work every lead to the fullest do you have issues with the uh, Gambling rings. I know Sheriff Salazar has busted some gang gambling rings. Here just, in San Antonio. Just, just I think yes. yesterday, yes, last I, night. I heard about that. And yeah. and, and that, <clears throat> that I know of myself. No, we don't have a big issue on that. But I know that we've had some in the past. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you ride a horse? I do. You're. I mean, you look like a Texas sheriff. I, do, I, do <laughs> I have four horses. Believe it or not. Oh wow. Yes, uh, are you going to bring back the mountain patrol, or do y'all have a mountain patrol? Uh, uh, the, the sheriff's office right now does not have it. But me, when I was a constable, I had the, the, the constable uh, posse. Oh, nice. And uh, we, we had a good group. And my thing is, that once I'm elected sheriff of Edisola County, I want to bring that back. That'll be great. I know that's super popular in Bear County. Having a <clears throat> mounted patrol do ceremonial things, that's always fun. People and, love horses. And I'm sure it would be very popular back in Edisola <clears throat> too. I think it would be. You know, I, I've always liked it. And, and when we uh, when we had our, our constable posse, it was awesome. People were calling us to be in the lead for the parades. Which is good. Yeah. And uh, I think, uh, you know, once everything goes our way and, and I become the next sheriff of Atascosa County, I want to do that. That'd be fun. Remind us how large Atascosa County is. Atascosa, it's a big, it's, it's a big county. big terrain, isn't it? It is a big county. You know, we have, uh, uh, yeah, it's big. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's hard to describe it. But we do have a lot of cities. Because you know, it goes from the Bear County line all the way to, to what city? To LaSalle County. LaSalle. Uh, and then you have it all the way to Georgia. Uh, 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 it's all 37. Wow. Uh, it is a big area towards Floresville. Yeah, so there's a yeah. lot of work the deputies have there to is. put in. There is a lot of work. How many deputies do the, does the sheriff's office have, do you know? I'm just going to throw a guess, and you're probably looking at about 20-something deputies. 20-something deputies? Um, I mean, not, not all at one time, but I know there's about 20, 20, 25 deputies. And how has COVID affected 
the way things are done in Atascosa County. How has that affected the community, I should say? I think it's affected them in a serious way because uh, nobody is used to wearing a mask. Everybody is kind of like like I am. I like to go up and shake, you know, shake people's hand. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. 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 I'll try to maintain that. But it, is, it has uh, affected them in, 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 in numerous ways. I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine. Well, very good. Constable, why should people vote for you? Well, you know, I, uh, I'm i asking for the people's support. I want to be the next sheriff. I want to be the, uh, the the person, the people for the sheriff, uh, people, the sheriff for the people. Absolutely. Uh, and I want to get out there and, and make a difference. I, I want to visit with uh, as many people that I can to listen to their concerns and uh, and try to correct those problems. Try to, but I want to be hands-on. I want to be out there with my deputies when allowed. I know that, you know, being an administrator, uh, a lot of times going to be in the office, but when I'm not in the office, I sure want to get out there and, and do my part like I used to do when I was comfortable. I would get out and patrol and, and visit with my constituents. No, absolutely. I think there's a lot of opportunity for change and advancement of the sheriff's office there in Atascosa, and I'm sure collaboration goes along with it, with other agencies and being able to support each other. And that's what I want. I want I want my deputies and, and staff to feel comfortable. I want to have an open door policy for my people, not just for the for the staff, but for the voters of Atascosa County. They have a concern. I want to listen to it because if I don't know what's going on, how can I fix the problem or address it? So that's what my thing is. I want to have an open door policy and listen. And and I, and I hope that if I get that opportunity to become the next chair, I can prove that to them by them coming in and say, you know what, we went there and. He did listen to our concerns and he acted on So speaking a little more personally, <clears throat> I have to ask, and I apologize, I don't know what's going on with my voice, but I have to ask, what has been your favorite cop moment? You know, everybody has that time that they look back and say, man, this is why I do the work and this is why I continue. What what does that look like for you? Well, you know, when I when I first became council in Manascosa County, I would go to these schools and it was just awesome because all the kids looked up to to law enforcement. And, and, and my kids, you know, whenever they were going to, to the Charlotte school, uh, I would visit with the kids there and everybody would call me by Rick Luna. And, mm -hmm. and, and it was because of my cars that I drove. I drove uh, uh, from Camaros, Mustangs to Challengers. Oh, wow. So you're a car guy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been a real fancy, uh, <clears throat> fancy vehicles and, and, and a lot of people remember, remember me by that. Mm -hmm. And up to now, we have a mayor that, uh, that says, you know, I remember whenever I was uh, eight years old. We had the Camaro, and now he's a mayor. So uh, it's just a lot of little. It inspires children. It inspires the children, and my thing is, I like doing things for the elderly. Uh, when I, uh, like about 15 years ago, before my son passed away, I was doing uh, Thanksgiving dinners for the senior citizens. Oh wow! And uh, we did that for probably eight, nine years, and just watching the senior senior citizens get together and mingle mm -hmm. and we would give out door prizes i'm talking about oh, TVs and stuff like that and uh we would serve them the meal uh there were times that we were up to 350 <clears throat> people that we would serve and uh, we would deliver to the homebound well yeah if we think we have a need here in san antonio oh. there's an even greater need in yeah. Madison, so. and, and that's a very it's a very uh rural community so they it, is. Need. it is uh, but i uh law enforcement has always been my passion i love it uh when I announced too soon and and, uh, and was called to resign, I don't regret what I did. I sure. missed my job. Yep. Uh, and hopefully, you know, I can get back on the saddle pretty quick and, and, and get back to it. But just gives you more time to go knocking on doors. And that's exactly right. <laughs> with the people and, and I, uh, 
that's that's awesome because getting out there talking to people is everything. So, oh sorry, Ron. go ahead, go ahead. So, if we want to get involved in your campaign, if we want to reach out to you, how do we make contact? Or the rest of the public, how do they make? Contact? If you look on our on our Facebook page, it's got our telephone number on there. It tells you my cell number, my wife's telephone number. Um, look us up on Facebook. Uh, follows on Facebook under constable or what what is your what is our Facebook it's gonna be Rick and Sheriff. Sure. okay okay and, and uh, uh, we have a lot of things that we put on there uh, upcoming events and such uh, so if you ever want to help out with our with our campaign please uh, follow us there uh, or give us a call beautiful well we'll make sure to put this out Robert will get it. Uh, oh, we'll definitely. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely. You know, yeah, we'll definitely. You know, I'm going to ask you know, society is evolving and changing very quickly. Um, there's uh, a lot there's of things that are going on surrounded by Black Lives Matter, those types of things. We have a lot more women in leadership. How do you feel that that change is affecting law enforcement? It's changing. It's changing a lot. You know, and are you able to change with it? Well, you know, we have to adapt, you know, and like, like a lot of people tell me, how will you support people in, in that situation? You know, as a, as a, as a high sheriff of the county, I, you know, my job will be to support each and everybody, regardless of who you are. My job will be to put you into the fullest. To be the sheriff for all people. To be the sheriff for all people, <laughs> not just, in, you know, different, but for everybody. No, absolutely. And that's what, I, that's what my goal is. Well, that's excellent. And well, I want to prove that to the people who want to give me the opportunity. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show with us. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you being so honest. honest. We're coming. We look forward to watching uh, your campaign evolve. I, I always say that a campaign is one of those things that is a campaign is one of those things that it's like a mini corporation that starts off slow. And then all of a sudden, before you look up, it's this huge, <laughs> huge corporate corporation. And, and, and Robert, I want to uh, stress out that, you know, we, we, uh, we have a, a lot of supporters out there. Excellent. Um, that are willing to reach out uh, Good. In, in a general election. Uh, and like I said, you know, I'm going to give it all I've got. And and like I said, if you elect, elect the sheriff, I'm going to do everything possible to, to, to try to uh, satisfy the people. I know it's going to be hard to do, but I'm going to do the best that I can. Well, I think we found a tagline. Rick Luna, he's going to be the sheriff for all of Atascosa County. That's we appreciate your time, sir. We'll be right back. You're listening to Platica Politica. Me and Chrissy have some cheese to catch up on. So we're going to let the constable duck out on that one. We don't want him getting <laughs> tangled up on any of that. But we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Y'all, we have an emergency alert that was sent out by Joey Palacios. He's a local, uh, he's a local, can't even say it with a straight face. Not that there's anything straight about this face. Uh, but Joey Palacios with Texas Public Radio, a local anchor, has just tweeted an emergency bulletin, and we want to make you aware of that. Chrissy, what is going on? Yeah, he went to the HEB just a little while ago and said that all of the soy sauce is gone. There is no H-E-B. soy sauce at HEB, y'all. Who's that? Is, are we having a big Is there a soy sauce shortage <laughs> that I don't know about? Holy Jesus, I need to know. This is the next level of COVID, this is, is dude, soy sauce. Joey, I'm praying for you. Hashtag soy sauce matters. <laughs> hey, on another interesting note, former San Antonio City Manager Cheryl Scully is about to release a tell-all book yes. about her fight with the police union, the, the firefighters union, I should say. Was it police? I guess it's police and fire. Police and fire, actually. But tell us the, the title. The title of the book is Greedy Bastards. <laughs> now, you, we have to put it in perspective, Robert. It's not that... When you go and you publish a book, 
the publishing company has certain rights. I have experience. There was an article about me in the current. I said a line and they used it. They called me the pain in the ass of the Bear County Democratic Party. <laughs> I said one little line and that became the front title. See, there you go. You gotta be careful what you say. And it was reported that one of the representatives from the police association made a comment that referred to that and there you go. And there you go. So lives so forever. In the book, Cheryl Scully, our former city manager is gonna discuss her career in administration, uh, in the city of San Antonio's administration. She's gonna focus on the multi-year disagreement between the city of San Antonio and the two unions, the San Antonio Police Officers Association and the San Antonio Firefighters Association. As you might remember, we just went through a big battle where there were three uh, ballot initiatives that were put before the voters of San Antonio, one of which specifically targeted Scully in which they discussed the fact that they wanted to limit the salary of the city manager and limit the job time frame to eight years. Yes. Which is interesting. Um, so that's going to be, and I'm going to read the book. I'm going to read it. Not going to lie. I'm going to read it. And I'm going to even reach out to Scully to see if she'll come on the show. And by the way, proceeds from the book go to an area nonprofit. So she's not keeping all the money is, is what the, the rest of that article says. So there's a little tiff going on in Bear County between Constable Mark Bonovich, if I can say his name right, and Bear County Sheriff Javier Salazar, the constable wants to shift 100 positions out of the sheriff's office and into the constable's office. ¿Y por qué? ¿Y por qué? He's saying that he will plan on saving Bear County more than $4 million. Um, what he's asking commissioners to do is to take these positions, move them over. He's committed to lowering all those salaries because, you know, cops make so much money right now. Right. that he thinks they're there they need to slash their salaries and their related expenses uh and he wants to use that as an opportunity to increase revenue for the county from warrants and track and, and traffic fines look i'm just gonna say it government is not here to turn a profit you know we are going we do not expect our elected leaders to turn a profit sure we can use some of these monies from asset seizure funds and asset forfeiture to help but at the same time, I don't think that should be the goal. We shouldn't put a quota yeah, on, on that. How realistic is that? And do we really think that those deputies are going to take a salary cut? I think we should time? take the sheriff and the constable and put them in a boxing ring and see, see who can duke it out. I'm sorry, my money's on Sheriff Salazar. <laughs> I would definitely like to see that. <laughs> um, we do want to tell you that the FDA has put out a list of toxic hand sanitizers to avoid. Yes, if especially you as business owners or families that are donating hand sanitizer, there is a tremendous list out there from the FDA that says, do not use these. These are toxic to you, to small children, to the elderly. So make sure you check that list before you make any donations or hand anything out to employees. We don't want you sick. Absolutely, the FDA has put out a watch list um, basically saying hand sanitizers with methanol are dangerous because they catch on fire. And there's that and that that actual chemical, if it seeps into your skin, can make you ill. Okay. So it can make you ill and it can burn you. Yes. All sorts of things. So just make sure that you're watching that. Make hey. sure nothing happens. Yeah, I definitely don't want to burn your face with hand sanitizer, so that would not be fun. Uh, on a more positive note, the SeaWorld is giving 
free admission for military veterans, military, military veterans and their families. So, so if, if you, you have some, if you've got, got the kids go drive me crazy, and you're a veteran, uh, contact SeaWorld, visit their website. They've got some interesting things going on. But I'm going to talk about you for a minute. No, I've done nothing. <laughs> I promise I've done nothing. It's very quiet. It's very quiet. I could imagine. Hey, so what's going on with Via Metropolitan Transit? Give us an update. Oh, so, I mean, we're still moving forward in going to to the voters with getting the so one there is going to be a vote. There will be a vote. So just remember, you need to go out and get this information. Uh, it's out there on the VIA website. There's information on the City of San Antonio website. So we have agreed to work with the group that is working on workforce development. Okay. Now I will acknowledge, Robert, we don't know. We don't know who's on this group. We okay. don't know what entities have come together, and there is no draft plan today. So that's just bottom line, honest. I'm not going to hide that because there's no reason to do that. Uh, you, you do, do need to go look for that information and reach out to your city council person, reach out to the mayor and ask them what the plan is, because these are millions of dollars that are going to be going from our current tax into workforce development. And it's supposed to be for retraining people at various levels, entry level and professional services to get back into the workplace. The other thing that the add, I need to add to that sure. is you know that, um, what is it, the unemployment, they're phasing that out. They're phasing, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that unemployment is gonna be changing. Yeah, so we, we, need, have, we need our members of Congress to step up. Yes, they so we're gonna have up. people with no money very, very soon, all over the country. So right now, you need to know that there are jobs but you need to be reaching out to your elected officials to ask them what's going on. So at the end of the day, look, workforce development, if the voters vote for that referendum, there'll be a proposition, let's say A and a proposition B, B is on that proposition B, and we're gonna do the best that we can to work out that legal ease so voters understand what it is. But we don't get the money until whatever that time period is, three to five years. Sure, and you know, I have to say, I'm proud of the work that you all as board members for VIA, because our very own Christy Villanueva is a board member for VIA. Um, I, I'm proud of the fact that you all pushed back and didn't just fall in line when the mayor basically said, no, we're not gonna do this after all, they pushed back. Um, the mayor being the good man that he is, I'm proud of to say that Mayor Ron Nirenberg uh, conceded and worked with you all and said, how can we find a best solution to, to fix this and to make sure that our transit needs are being taken care of, our workforce needs are taken care of, and whatnot. I think that's fabulous. I think that's why in the last bearfacts.com poll, I love bearfacts, uh, the last poll that came out that dealt specifically with COVID-19 and police reform, 67% of Bear County residents have said that they approve of the job the mayor's doing. So. Yeah, and it's a tough job, especially during COVID. I can't imagine being an elected official, right? I can't imagine being an elected official, period, but especially during COVID. During COVID and having to make those choices between we have housing needs, we have food needs, we have a shortage of jobs. I mean, there's so much going on. How do you pick one over the other yeah. and move that money around so it best fits what our community needs? No, absolutely. Um, you know, I was gossiping with somebody the other day. You know, I don't repeat gossip, so y'all better listen up because I don't repeat it. <laughs> 
Uh, and we were talking about the mayor in the race. We were talking about this Via situation. And we're just talking about how proud we are of Ron. I know some folks have already said they're going to run against him uh, in the upcoming election. And I'm like, look, y'all, that's not until May. Let's get, get through, through the, let's let's get get through the, the November, November general election before y'all start talking about that. Yes. But several people have already threatened to run against him. But I think the mayor has proven time and time again that he's a consensus builder. And, and he certainly has my support. So far, unless he cancels Fiesta in 2021, then we're going to have problems. <laughs> then we're going to have problems. <laughs> well, then, you know, and then there's an election right after that. So see, yeah, exactly. hold everyone accountable. So another interesting issue, pickled beer is a new trend. So we went from fruit beer to pickled beer? To pickled beer. Okay. I just, I don't know. I, I'm not a beer drinker, but pickled beer. Some people, uh, there's a new brothels based, uh, sorry, a Bandera hotspot that has pickled beer and pickled peppers and all sorts of stuff. I don't know how I feel about that. Hey, you know, it's artsy. The kids like it. They need more of a variety. Uh, I do want to mention, Robert, just on a lighter note, uh, did you see Fauci's? Oh my goodness. That was so sad. What's what's his full name? Fauci. I don't even know his full name. Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci. He is the health expert. He's the nation's health expert. (laughs) You might well have, you should know this. You don't have to ask questions. Uh, so Anthony Fauci, he, Dr. Anthony Fauci, he is the like health expert for the nation uh, throughout the first pitch in baseball. Yeah, but that you was know that sad. was kind of like a gut punch to Trump, right? Was it? How so? Because I did not know. I did not put that together. Because it's usually the, a president. The president so, normally throws so out the first pitch yeah. of the season for the Nationals. That's right. Yeah. Are the Nationals or Orioles? And being there in Washington, why would it be? Oh, that's interesting. And, and then if you have Look all at that, you. She pays attention. If you, I do. I do. I just stay quiet. I don't need to talk about everything. So he, he brought the first pitch. Yeah. That's but instead you know, of the president. That's but you I can't see Trump throwing a ball, though. Well, yeah, I, I just, you know. look, I bet Trump would have thrown it a little better than Fauci. He should have practiced. <laughs> and instead, it's this it's wild like, ball. You know, yeah. look, what is I got one good eye and two good hands. So uh, hands, balls, I don't do all that. I don't I don't have no hand-eye coordination. So I definitely, I, I felt like I may have been the guy. Pitched. If you want to imagine what Dr. Fauci's throwing the ball looked like, imagine me throwing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so USAA has announced that their employees are going to continue working from home uh, throughout the, throughout end, the end of the year. year. Yeah, yeah, that's Hello. interesting. So, Siri's talking, here, so Siri's talking, talking to us. Um, My British Siri. Yeah, but they do it extremely well. You know that, I mean, that's like a, a mini city that's with, amazing. with the USAA. They have the technology, they have the opportunity, they have a different way with the business plan to reach their customers. That's so, amazing to me. I, I think this, this, the, the blessing in the storm is that COVID has shown us that we can fix bureaucracy and BS <laughs> and we can move things along. And there's so many, um, so many different ways that, that we can do things virtually. I mean, Judge Atiaga was talking about the fact that Bear County is going to attempt their first jury via Zoom conference. Wow. That's huge. Oh, that's right. You weren't in the interview. Sorry. <laughs> um, we're having some new technical stuff that we're figuring out, so so I had to do that. So how do you avoid the distractions? How do you avoid any um, interferences? So I have no idea. So there is so they're basically sending out jury summons, 
And so you'll get a jury summons and they're going to say, okay, now if you don't have a hotspot, if you don't have Wi-Fi in your home, you can pick up a hotspot from the courthouse uh, or from every video tech, you can actually check one out. They also check out iPads. So okay. if you don't have access to technology, they can make that available. Uh, and Judge FBI is helping to lead that effort. So what's going to happen is everybody will be at home participating in jury duty from home. I like that. That I'm is okay. interesting. I mean, I don't mind jury duty already. I think I've, I've been called twice. Nobody ever picks me. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason. There's a reason. How are you answering those questions? It's the RBF I have going on. <laughs> But, you know, it's a big deal for us to participate. This is what we talk about. Participate in your community. You're making a difference. That includes jury duty. And even though you're not going to be able to go to work, this is important. It has value. I think it's fabulous. I think it's absolutely fabulous. Judge Angelica Jimenez, one of my favorite ladies in Bear County, uh, told the Express News, we will get through this as a community and technology will not be a barrier. And I think that is absolutely true. Look. I'm so proud of the work that everyone in Bear County has done from our elected leaders who are our, our private citizens. You guys have really done a good job at wearing your masks and, and staying home. Keep it up. We can do better. <laughs> we can do better. We can do a lot better because our numbers are still high. They're coming down a little bit. But we still have a lot of people, Robert, in ICU and a lot of people that have passed away. Now it's getting closer and closer to home. I've already, just this morning, I had three different phone calls with people from the community and their relatives were impacted by COVID. So you gotta remember to wear your mask. You have to remember to wash your hands. Careful with the hand sanitizer. Love it, love That's what my girl would say. So Robert, we can't, you know, go oh, leave this show we need to talk about this. without yes. AOC's speech. So I am livid that a member of the United States Congress would call a female a B word, an But are you FB. really surprised? I, you know, look, if somebody called one of my sisters that, or one of my female friends, I'd probably deck them, and I'll take the case. But, but look, <laughs> I'm not surprised that in this, I'm not surprised that in this temperature, having the racist in chief in the White House that we have, and I'll say it, um, I'm not surprised that Congress, that Republican congressmen have felt the need to treat women that way, it's disgusting and it should not be tolerated. But it happens all the time and it's happened for many, many years. I had a it conversation. Is, I, get, um, I get infuriated just thinking about it. Yeah. I, I would never allow anybody to talk to any woman that's around me. I don't care if she's a stranger. But that's I exactly never would allow that. why they do it in a semi-private setting. I have had, I actually had a male oh, councilman confront me like that and say, and say threatening things during a golf tournament. That just happened that a is, year and a half ago. I, I think every woman that does that should kick a man in his privates <laughs> just to teach him a lesson. But women know. Give him a swift kick in the... But women know. They're going to look down on us as women for acting that way, but you don't look at the man in that form. Oh, I think it's disgusting. No. I think it's disgusting. Well, I'm glad you do, but... No, absolutely. You know, I, I put out a statement. As, for those of you that don't know, I serve on the board for the Texas Democratic Party. I represent Texas Senate District 26 as a committee man. And I put out a statement through my political arm that basically says, you know, this is this is terrible. We should not allow this. Uh, if nothing else, we cannot allow the discourse of the of our political discourse to go down that road. And I think it's important that people step up to the plate. I think it's important that Republicans call their 
colleague out for the BS that it is and, and take a stand. I, I just think it's terrible. Well, and I think we should all take a stand because this doesn't just happen in the Republican Party. It happens in the Democratic Party. It happens in business. It happens everywhere where there are people, men and women, but we see it mostly in men. Look, the future's female and you better fall in line. <laughs> well, and, and I say that and I say it and I, and I joke, but I, it's true. Women are finally tired of sitting back and just agreeing. They're stepping up to the plate. They're no longer asking for permission and they're doing it. And I think that's what's most important. I had a conversation, I'm, I'm, tr I'm gonna try to say this without getting myself in trouble, but I had a conversation with a female colleague who also plays politics that says, you know, you know she, said, she said that the difference between men and women is men don't ask permission, men do it. And women tend to be more respectful about Absolutely. the way they do things. Um, and, and I say, women step up to the plate and stop asking for permission and just do it. We need you to step up, we need your work. Uh, and Lord knows, I, look, we've got some phenomenal women in office here in Bear County. Our chairwoman, Bear County Democratic Party chairwoman, Monica Alcantara, who just won her election uh, or re-election. Uh, she's had a lot of, I've seen men get in her face and I've, I will jump right in there. Uh, but I've also seen the way she handles things a lot better than me. As a female, she knows how to be more diplomatic and, and whatnot. And as a, maybe it's because I'm a guy, maybe it's because I'm a Latino, I'm a little more hot-headed. But I think, look, there's absolutely no excuse for it. There's absolutely no excuse to disrespect women. I think, I don't care if you're gay or straight, it's, we still need to be gentlemen, but we still need to treat each other, not just women, but each other with respect. Absolutely. And mentioning, since you brought up, you know, more women in power, we do have a new leader for the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber. Yes. So congratulations to Marina Gonzalez. Marina Gonzalez, congratulations on being appointed as the... She is the new president and CEO. President and CEO, because that's that's a tough job. It's huge. So now she's... So she doesn't start until mid-August because she's kind of shutting things down and doing okay. what she needs to do with Casa. She has been a phenomenal advocate in the community. So... I am so happy for her. She has all my support and my love. And even though we're competitors in the chamber arena, she's a fantastic woman and, and I support her wholeheartedly. I think she's going to do fabulous work. Um, I certainly uh, look, we need to have her on the show. You Absolutely. should reach out to her. That'll, that'll be, <laughs> you should reach out to her and get her on here. We need to get her on here and, and celebrate the fact that she is the, the newly appointed president and CEO. I think yeah. she's going to do amazing work. I know her. Uh, I've gotten to know her on a social aspect, so hopefully she'll do a really great job. She will. We've had a great show. We covered a lot of topics. I'm ready for lunch. Oh, yes. I'm starving. <laughs> I didn't have my taquito this morning. So oh, my goodness. We got to get on that. I know. But thank you all for joining us this morning. We'll be back next Saturday at 11 a.m. Uh, we'll be on Facebook Live on Fridays at 10 a.m. We've changed the way we're doing things a little bit to suit the needs of the pandemic and the station and technology. So we're now filming our shows live on Facebook, so you can watch us on Platica Politica and you can, on Facebook at 10 a.m. every Friday, and you can listen to us on KEDA Radio Jalapeno on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. So God bless you guys. God bless. Have a wonderful weekend, and don't forget to wear your mask. Wear your mask and wash your hands. God bless you guys and treat, treat each other well. We'll see you next week.